footballing philosophies, life, missions, visions, and goals for one's players, clubs, and organizations. Every week, we'll cover one of these topics on what we feel aids in the best development and success on and off the field for our players, our organization, and our community. Please join us every week on the United International FC Podcast as we cover football. Hello, Mr. Leppy. Daddy, hello, hello. How we doing, boss man? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the United 96 podcast today. No, thank you for having me. Nah, it's a pleasure. So, so why do I refer to you these days, man? It's been so long. Are you are you Mr. Coach, Doctor? What what are we talking now? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, still the same old, still the same old. Uh, Lepi. Uh, nothing, nothing too complicated. I hear you, boss. I hear you. So you're back in Losoto now. You've obviously been there for a minute uh, since the last time that we had, we had kind of linked up. Have you been coming back to the states from time to time, or have you just been there for the most part? Uh, yeah, no, I was I was um, uh, back in the states last uh, two months back in in early March. Um, nice. but I'm here full time now, so uh, working on a few things here. Okay, okay, sounds interesting. You're keeping us at bay. That, that's a that's a good that's a <laughs> that's a cliffhanger right there. If I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, I, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm still working in football, so um, nothing too complicated there. Still working in soccer, working in at Kick for Life. Um, Kick for Life Academy, to be specific. So I'm still involved in soccer uh, as much as I can. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, uh, again, like I said, thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, I'm here today with, with Lepi, who I played with back in the day at United. Um, and just, just a quick story on Lepi that I remember uh, for, for the people listening. I, I'm pre- I can't remember exactly which state cup it was, but Lepi chipped the goalie, and he had to have been about, I don't know, six feet in the air when he did it. Do you remember that goal? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. How could, yeah. How could I forget playing? Of course. One of the, I, I, yeah, I think it was actually our last state cup. So you 19, you 18, you yes. 19. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. so. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Lepi a, is a relatively smaller guy. So him being six feet in the air and chipping the goalie and the goalie, from what I remember, was also a giant. And it was like the whole thing. I mean, I remember watching from what felt like the ground and being like, this is ridiculous. But a uh, fantastic experience then playing with Lepi, even though I only got to play with him for a year. But Lepi, if you don't if you don't mind just taking a minute just to give your background and give your your history with United and obviously kind of where you are, where you are now and what you're kind of going through uh, these days with everything going on. Yeah, uh, yeah, just a just a little background, as you said. Um, I came from the Soto at uh, U, U thirteen, U fourteen level, um, nice. and then started playing at United immediately when I got to the, the US, um, and you know went through all of those progressions, playing 
it, it united and then playing in high school at Trinity High School. Um, nice. And then moving on after that um, and then going on to, to the university level. Now, where where did you um, play at the university level when when you left Trinity, or and United? Uh, yeah, I yeah I went to I went to Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois. Um, okay. Quite a um, the big t- joining the Big Ten uh, uh, league, uh, which was which was fantastic experience playing against some of the um, the best players in, in in the U.S. and you know just having that experience with. In the collegiate level was fantastic. Man, man, that must have been a fantastic experience indeed. Now, after you kind of finished up that experience, like what did, what did you find yourself wanting to do in terms of playing wise or coaching wise or anything like that, or continuing your career? Because I know when I played with you back at United, it wasn't even like, I mean, you were you were a tremendous player, obviously, but from what I could tell, you weren't. You know, soccer wasn't even like your top thing, like. From what I was hearing, you were more of a school person for the most part. <laughs> that's that's pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. I loved I loved I loved playing the game. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't I would, you know I wouldn't be where I am without the game. Um, yes. But it wasn't really my priority, and and that was you know instilled in me by both my biological parents and my host parents in Louisville, Kentucky. So okay. yeah, soccer was great, but. Uh, I've been always focused on on the education side of things and, you know, seeing how far I can push myself, how far uh, this this soccer can take me. And then obviously, as you mentioned earlier, I, you know, I've been so fortunate to, you know, play at the university level. Yes. That's yeah, and then, you know, but... Yeah, and that's what I want to build on in terms of because a lot of the times that you hear these, you know, some of these podcasts and some of these things, it's sort of in the same field in terms of, okay, if, you, if you're playing and, you know, you, you want this to be your career, really dedicated, da-da-da, go in that direction. But not a lot of people tend to speak on this aspect, which is using this as an avenue to you get your education and then to do whatever career you want to do, um, you know, depending on what you love to do. Yeah, I yeah. For me, for me, um, like I said, you know, soccer was um, a vehicle from a very young age. Um, uh, growing up, I actually played to get out of trouble. Um, wow. So, so in the Sotu, there are a lot of, you know, a lot of things for young people to get involved in that are not necessarily the best. Um, that wouldn't necessarily put them in the best situation. So yes. that was one one of my outlets then to actually get out of trouble and stay busy, um, you know, focusing on something that something that I actually I, I love. Um, but then you know, moving on to the you know to the U.S. and to the university level, it was still more of like you know, the sports career or the athletic career careers are so short. Um, yes. Therefore, you know. In those moments that you're living that great uh, experiences through sports, uh, you know it's best to build on to or something that will last you a, a lifetime. So that's why you know education has been always a priority for me because I know 
regardless of you know whether I was to get injured and, and never play again, I would always have that education to fall back on. Um, so that's you know that's that has been my focus for you know since a, a very young age um, until now. I still love playing. I still enjoy playing. Uh, but again, it's not necessarily the, the the top priority for me. Wow, that's I love absolutely love hearing that that perspective. Like I said, now when you you say you went into education, obviously, what was your main educational field when you went to Northwestern? So when I was at Northwestern, I you know I kind of jumped around a bit. Uh, in terms of like every other college student, <laughs> of course, of course, that's that's a good way to experience and to see what you really like. Um, mm-hmm. And at that age, uh, you know, when you get to to university as a freshman, you don't know you don't know what you want. And there's there's a few people that can tell you this is what I always wanted to do, and I'm going to do exactly that and actually stick with it throughout their college mm-hmm. career. Uh, so for me. I, you know, I jumped around a bit, you know, at one point I was going into economics and, and then the next point I was, you know, dabbling between pre-med and, you know, and then I moved on to actually the the field that I actually enjoyed a little more, um, mm-hmm. which was um, political science. And then, you know, um, did a double major in political science and African studies because I was very interested in how, um, you know, politics uh, in Africa have come about and where they where they are now and where you know politics are going in the next uh, couple of centuries so it's it's been one of those things I dabbled a bit and then it kind of uh, found my uh, my thing that I really enjoyed you know studying and reading about yes yes and using that platform and that soccer experience getting that school at that time and then obviously continuing from there. Now, after that, do you pretty much move to Lesotho and start a political uh, science career? I, I, I don't even know where, where how, or how that works. And what would you say are some of the things that you took from playing both, you know, with, you know, United, playing at Northwestern, that now you can tie into all of that stuff together? Yeah, so the so the weird thing is that uh, I I didn't go straight to from Northwestern to um, to Lesotho. I spent about two years in at uh, at Bellarmine University doing my master's degree, um, nice. and then you know uh, that's what I focused on for for those two years. And I was still pursuing coaching on the on the other side, uh, which I I loved I loved coaching and I still loved coaching. Uh, and that's yes. something that I will continue to do in the next in the next few years, because it's one of those things that I've benefited so much from um, that I think it would be doing injustice to not offer other uh, students or student athletes the same opportunity. So, yeah, I went from there. I went to my master's degree, and then I uh, stayed in the U.S. for one more year to do what we call optimal practice training to just kind of. Uh, implement some of the things that you you learn in in the at, at um, in the university level, uh, yes, w- yes. which is where I worked for um, uh, McMurray Associates for a few months to actually gain some experience because I was there. I was also like I said, I, I was also dabbling with uh, going into law school um, or business school. So it was one of those things I was you know still thinking about uh, until 
you know, an opportunity called and uh, I was able to get uh, to Lesotho where I was, where I would be close to my, uh, my, you know, biological family uh, through this Kick for Life um, nonprofit organization here in Lesotho. Okay. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that Kick for Life because you mentioned it at the beginning, obviously, in terms of what you were doing with it. Um, there, but do you mind telling us a little bit about about that? Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm currently working as a academy director here at Kick for Life, um, okay. which, which is a not profit is a not for profit organization um, that has entities in the U.S. that's a registered five uh, C C uh, in the U.S. and in the U.K. Um, and, you know, we are based here in the SOTU, but we have all those arms that fundraising arms in, in the U.S. and in the U.K. But so the, the primary objective for Kick for Life is to actually, um, for this Kick for Life Academy is to actually develop Yamba SOTU student athletes um, yes. into, into, you know, trying to help them access uh, higher education in, in the U.S. and in the Western world. Um, so that's basically uh, where my focus is in making sure that we um, we fundraise for these kids to make sure they go through the secondary education here and find um, opportunities for them to go into the U.S., in the U.K., wherever it may be, where they'll get higher education. Brilliant, brilliant. I absolutely love that, that concept. And have you all just done that mainly in Lesotho in Africa or have you done it in other African countries as well so far? So we are, we are based in Lesotho. Um, so everything okay. is uh, done in, in this context. Uh, and obviously there are other academies around, around Africa, around Southern Africa and around the world as well. But uh, Kick for Life Academy is focused and is based in Lesotho. Uh, trying to find opportunities for Basutu youth um, to access higher education in the U.S. and 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 just to just to mention, uh, we have we currently have about seven students that are studying in and playing uh, soccer at a collegiate level in the U.S. Um, wow. So we we are trying to find uh, and partner with other universities um, in all levels uh, to actually. Uh, have access to to these students, and for these students have access to to play at those universities and and study in those in those universities. That is absolutely brilliant. So you say you have seven students all across the United States at the moment. What about in the UK? Is it quite the same in terms of having people there, or is it more? Because I know the setups are obviously different in terms of how people perceive the game and how it's played on different on different continents. Um, so how does it kind of work for you all in, in the UK? So in the UK right now, what we're doing is trying to build partnerships, uh, you know, okay. with, with, with academies there, with, uh, with pro clubs there as well, and, and colleges there as well, because we're, we're, what we're trying to do is to make sure that there are a lot of avenues for our students here in Lesotho. Um, so one of the main things is we have to create those partnerships uh, for these kids to actually have um, th- that uh, access. Uh, and if, yes. and, you know, it, it, and it takes a while, you know, to build those partnerships, it takes a while. Um, so we are, we are at, the, at the point where we've created enough, um, you know, enough PR around 
what we do. And we are hopeful that in the next few years, we'll have partners like uh, like United, for example. Uh, it would be great to have okay. somebody okay. that has played, that, 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 that lived in the certain play, the, the Kick for Life Academy, to be playing at United and moving on to like the university level. Obviously, that these are some of the things that we're looking at to say, um, can can clubs in the U.S. Um, give kids opportunities? Can academies in the U.S. give kids opportunities? Um, can can all the schools, uh, which I know uh, from experience that you know there's a lot of money that goes into athletics in the U.S. Uh, collegiate mm-hmm. athletics and 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 you know high school and 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 all of those um, levels. But that's the primary goal is to get partnerships and to create those partnerships and uh, to have our kids, you know, a transfer or whatever it may be uh, to get to that level of, of you know, uh, of competition and of education as well. That they need. Wow. That is, I, I know I'm being, you know, repetitive on saying brilliant, but I can't think of a, of a better <laughs> word to be quite honest, man. <laughs> And, you know, to even mention that a club like United would be in a position to, to support something like that, I, you know, we, I guarantee nobody here would hesitate. And you know from experience, obviously, like you mentioned. And for those of you just listening in or, or joining us at this point, we're speaking with, with uh, Lepi, who's in Lesotho, who runs and works at, at Kick for Life, which is this nonprofit that is obviously creating tremendous opportunity in different locations all over the world. So for us right now, Lepi... This transitions perfectly into what I wanted to speak with you today, uh, because earlier when we spoke a bit, you know, I said, obviously, we'd love to, to see where you're at, what you're up to. And, and just to hear that is amazing. Um, but I wanted to speak to you, you know, specifically about goal setting and, mm-hmm. and that aspect of things. And obviously, from just hearing what you've set up, it, it kind of transitions perfect, because now leads me to ask, when you all are setting these things up, are you all essentially starting with a platform of goals that you want for each individual kid, each individual team? And how does that process kind of align for you all as an organization or for what you're doing as an individual for the different, for the different people that you have? So, so I'll start for me personally, first before I, I transition into, um, you know, what our goals are for, for this, um, for this organization. Uh, for me, like, like I said, you know, I've been able to benefit from soccer, um, which has, you know, led me to, it had opened so many doors for me to be where I am today. Yes. So I feel like, as I said earlier, I, I feel like I'll be doing an injustice if I didn't, uh, you know, contribute in a way uh, in giving back to, you know, the, the, the sport that has given me so much. Um, yes. So that's, that's, that's a goal for me is to make sure I give back to the community um, that I grew up in, uh, give back to, you know, and give, give back to and contribute to the game that has given me so much. So that's for me. That's my goal. Uh, as for the organization and, and our goals uh, for, for the organization and the, and, and the academy specifically, um, what we're trying to do is to make sure we, you know, allow for students and, and, and give opportunities to, the stu- uh, to students that would otherwise not have the you know the privilege of going to the university. So the primary goal for us is to actually have those um, partnerships that allow for our students to get um, opportunities 
that they would otherwise not have. Because we, uh, I know for, for, for our listeners, you know, the education levels, uh, the standard of education uh, vary significantly from the U.S. to the Sotun. So what I've realized is that, um, and what the organization realizes that, you know, living in a globalized world, we have to be able to access global education and, and, and be, um, you know, competing for globalized markets. So for us to, you know, to create this access for, the, for our students is to make sure that, one, we are creating um, future leaders for Lesotho uh, to compete in those globalized markets and future football players to compete in the football uh, football market as well. Because I know football is, is soccer, for example, for example, is one of those mm-hmm. international and global games. So for yes. Lesotho to compete worldwide and, and, and to compete regionally and in Africa and worldwide, uh, we have to have our kids be developed uh, worldwide and, and compete worldwide as well. So I think we are kind of setting um, that platform for, you know, for, our, for, for, for development uh, of uh, football and of uh, future leaders of, of this country. Mm, absolutely. That's, that's perfect because when I think of what, and I hope now that you've kind of been to this point and you have an even more personal experience of seeing what you saw at United, because I literally, I set these things up these days and I'm seeing these, these exact messages that you're saying, creating leaders as well as footballers. That's, that's the ultimate goal that's being done. What would you say to the kids that are in on this side of the pond, so to speak, um, that have those opportunities sort of laid out to them and all they have to do is take it as opposed to, you know, a kid that's in Lesotho that has to kind of come here, what should they be doing to be more proactive? Because I know I get a lot of questions about, okay, what, what can I be doing? You know, what, what can they do goal-wise to set and then to take an action? Because some of them are already in America and they can already be doing this. And, you know, for lack of, you know, not knowing, some are just not doing. Yeah, the first thing for me, it'd be for each student to evaluate where they want to go. Um, and I think, I think the biggest part of, of that is actually sitting down and, and planning and, se- and setting that, those goals that you want to accomplish, right? So for me, is t- if the kid can realize that they have the opportunity, then they'll be able to set their goal and actually, um, and, and that goal, not just setting the goal for the sake of, you know, I, I set my goal and, and I'm not revisiting it. That goal should be very specific uh in in order for you to actually execute and that goal should be uh measurable um and then it should be actionable uh and it should be relevant to the student does the student want to play collegiate level does it or does the student uh, like in my case want to just use the 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 game itself to take him to other um other levels in terms of it could be education it could be whatever whatever the student would like but is it relevant to them? And then, and then, in, in terms of making sure you execute those, you have to set those uh, the time towards the, to, to, towards achieving those goals. Um, and and then you know from there is you are evaluating and you know you're just kind of going through that process over and over again. Uh, as I said, the goal these kids have like all these kids have to set goals, and the goals 
um, that doesn't mean just, you know, saying this is my goal and then leave it there and revisit it like now and then. The goal should be revisited about, revisited about every month uh, also to make sure, uh, you know, you are working towards achieving it. And, and, and they have to have a plan. I mean, if you are setting a goal and don't have a plan, then you, what's the point of setting up a goal, right? That's where people, Absolutely. That, that's where people fail in terms of achieving their goals. So as I mentioned, a lot of people use this, this smart or smarter uh, system of you know, setting goals. Um, the goal has to be specific. The goal has to be measurable. The goal has to be actionable. The goal has to be relevant to each student. And the goal has to be time-bound. And and in, to take it a little further, uh, the goal has, you have to be, you have to be able to evaluate your goal against those actionable items that you have put forth, and then you know from there, if you achieve your goal uh, and those doing doing the, that process, you have to reward yourself and make sure you know if you achieve a certain milestone. For example, if you were to say, I want to get all A's in school, um, you know you have to make sure after you get all A's at the end of the semester. You reward yourself, you know, it could be as small as have some ice cream or something. (laughs) Yeah, something, something small, but something that reminds you that, you know, I did what I said out to do. Right. So it's one of those things that like, you know, it's a cycle. Uh, You have to keep doing that. um, And if you achieve one goal, you set another one, a different one. And you go through that process again to make sure that you ended up, you end up achieving uh, all of your goals. And I know, and I know, for for a lot of kids, it's hard to to set goals. Um, but with the help of parents, perhaps coaches, uh, teachers, and all of all of the the resources that they have around them, um, you know, you could tap into those resources. And actually, they a lot of people are, are willing to assist if you you are willing to help yourself as well. Is that and you you mentioned so many things that I think are so understated and you even gave a specific acronym the smart acronym um but you mentioned time you mentioned revisiting them you know monthly um then being relevant Mm -hmm. when when you said these things from your experience did you sit down not only with your entire i don't want to say um you know, family and or staff or whatever. But was it just your coaches? Was it just your your parents? Was it because you are or did you already know? So you kind of just move forward accordingly. Because I think sometimes kids get, you know, will get influenced by so many different parties who mean well, who absolutely mm-hmm. mean well. Yeah. But then they can't really make that decision accordingly, or it's or it's foggy or cl- or clouded to some degree. Um, how how can they maneuver that type of scenario? and kind of just make those decisions on their own and then use everyone else as the help. Again, for, for, for me, what I, at least at the, uh, at the collegiate level, at the, at the high school level, I didn't really uh, have goals per, per se. I didn't set them out, I didn't mm-hmm. write them down. I didn't, I didn't have it. I just kind of was hoping I get this certain, um, on a, uh, this certain grade, I was hoping that I do this, uh, but I didn't have yes. any actionable items really. So uh, when I got to the college level, that's where um, you know being around uh, very goal-oriented people. Uh, that's when I developed some of these things. Uh, watching other people, you know, sit down on a, at the beginning of the year, say, "I want to." Uh, for example, some of my teammates will sit down and say, 
I want to be a first team all all Big Ten this year, and I want to be NCAA. Um, you know, you know, uh, one of the awards in the NCAA. So, being around that kind of influence, it taught me like in in the first few months in in college to say to sit down with myself and really think about um, where I want to go uh, within a certain period of time because um, you know. Some some people set their goals yearly. Some people set their goals um, in a six month increment, and others, you know, on a quarterly basis. So for me, that's when I learned, you know, you need you need to set your goals, and they have to be, like I said, they have to be smart. They have to be they have to be very smart just so you can achieve them. Um, but at, at at different levels, you you know, you're gonna obviously get some influences from other people. Um, like I said, at a collegiate level, when I was deciding to go to college, there were a lot of influences that you know kind of swayed me around and tried to you know influence me to go a different a direction. But again, yeah. when you have, when you when something has been instilled into your head so much, um, like like for me, education was always like the priority, uh, and the rest was was fillers. Um, I kind of had a clear path on on what kind of direction that I wanted to go because, you know, when I was evaluating all these university offers, I was looking at the best possible in, uh, academics uh, institution um, that I could get to. So this was this is why for me, it was pretty easy um, to decide on that. But I know at, at various levels and at various stages of life, you get a lot of influences. This is where the kids, you bounce, this is why you bounce ideas from from people in your circle. Uh, that could be family, coaches, and and everybody around you uh, to just kind of get their input um, on on what uh, on what decision you should go with. Uh, I mean, even now, I still have I I, I have mentors uh, that I bounce ideas from, um, and that influences a lot of my decision. But that at the end of the day, the decision is mine. And what the final yes, decision is, is, it is mine. But you know, again, a lot of a lot of kids can be influenced a lot of a lot of different ways, um, and and be taken a lot of different directions. But I think, um, given given your goal as a, as an individual, if you have set that goal, then it will be clear uh, which route you should take, regardless of. Um, what everybody else around you is saying. Yes, yes. And trusting that and being able to follow through, then you can do what you want at that point. Absolutely. Leppy, I I can't thank you enough, man. I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Uh, I hope you make your way to the the States at some point after all this going on. I hope you're staying safe. I hope um, everything's going well there. How, how is the state of, just to touch on that a little bit, mm-hmm. how is the state of everything there? Are you guys okay? Are you guys, you know, in good shape? And how are you looking in terms of being able to travel and, and all that? I know it's going to probably be until 2021 before anybody's even looking at that scenario. Yeah, uh, no, we are relatively, relatively well. We just, um, uh, they sort of just lifted their lockdown uh, like two weeks back. So we've been, we, are, we had been under national lockdown for about a month and a half or so. Um, and we have, so far, we've allegedly recorded one case of uh, coronavirus. So that's been, you know, that's been 
quite promising in a way. Um, but uh, I'm still a bit skeptical because we are not, we haven't tested that many people in this world too. So it's it's a bit give or take. Um, and, and we're still trying to stay uh, isolated as much as possible and still trying to abide by the WHO guidelines in terms of uh, social distancing and, 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 you know, wearing the face mask and all of that. So uh, relatively safe. Um, you know, it's still an isolation, but uh, uh, I hope you guys are okay on that side. I, I, I see things. I see there's um, things are things are starting to get back to. You know, the stores have been open, and yes, all of sir. these things are you know are happening in in, in Kentucky. Uh, so I hope you guys are staying safe, and you guys are still you know abiding by the safety guidelines. We're, we're, we're abiding, we're trying, so we'll, we'll keep pushing it and keep going in that direction. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's good to hear that you guys are in good shape. And obviously, it's like I said, it's such a pleasure to have you set your goals. Um, just a pleasure to have Coach Lefty talk to us about that. Smart goals, obviously. Um, and, and again, just, just we look forward to seeing him when he's back here, hopefully from time to time, and can speak to us as a group, and then hopefully hear more about what he's doing with his work with his company. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Coach Lepi, thank you for joining us. No, thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you soon. Stay safe. See you later. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us today with Coach Lepi. Join us next week on the United 96 FC podcast.